0: All right, Nick Rankar here with the Trial and Air podcast. Um, I'm actually in a podcast room today. It's kind of crazy. So I don't know if this is going to sound any different or not. And uh, for the first time ever, I actually have somebody here co-hosting, I guess you can say, with it. It's uh, Tim Pletcher. He's a coach at Zeus Method. Um, and today we're going to try to figure out if we can do this double thingy. I've had people come on where I've interviewed, but never like this. So Tim, would you like to say hey to all these millions of people who are listening?
1: <laughs> Hi, millions of people. I'm excited to be here.
0: Um, so Tim's also a coach at CrossFit 061, which is one of my gyms, and he's a coach at Zeus Method. Works a lot in the back end, so uh, you may hear from him coming up down the road if you're on the programming. Uh, but today... One of the things, we were actually just talking about it, and he was like, dude, you should just start recording, cause yep. this is basically what we're going to be talking about, is a common question we get, and what is that, Tim? Uh,
1: how much should I train in a day?
0: Yep. And it's one of those things where I'm like, it's not really that complicated, but then when I started, uh, I was really dumb.
1: I was too. Yeah. I, I did a lot.
0: Yeah. And, and then you're like, why am I so beat up?
1: Yeah. Why am I tired?
0: So I guess we can kind of dive right in. Um, and we'd love to hear your feedback as we get going. So if you have any questions on this or maybe we didn't answer it how you wanted, we don't really know because we haven't talked to you. Yeah, but first one. Yeah. How much should I train? Uh, so for me, the simple answer is take what you've done in the past, continue doing that, Um, And I think the biggest problem we have, and tell me, is people sign up for programming, and they see all that they have to do, and they don't know if they can do it.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. They're kind of like, sometimes on like compete, there's what, eight to nine pieces, and people are like, I can't do all this in a day or anything. It's like, yeah, it's kind of meant to design to pick a couple here and there that you're weak at and work on that.
0: And that's why I think programming, I think if you get on something, it's designed for if you had the time and the ability to do everything, then that's awesome. But it's going to destroy you. It's prepping you for the elite. So if you're used to doing one workout and you join a program, what you should do is choose the thing that you need the most. And if you don't know what that is, ask the coach doing the programming.
1: Yeah. No, prime example, we had uh, somebody at 061 start on Zeus because they wanted extra stuff. And uh, the girl was like, I'm just drained all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you're doing way too much. I was like, what do you need to improve on the most? She's like, weightlifting, gymnastics. Okay, we're running a gymnastics uh, skill program right now. Focus on that. Do the class workouts with the class. Because it's always fun to work out with people. Sometimes training by yourself isn't the most fun, but... It's nice to do every once in a while. And then she focused on the weightlifting. She came back to me about a week later and was like, I feel a lot better. It's like, yeah, because you're trying to do 10 Metcons in a day. You're destroying your body. You're never healing.
0: Yep. So, yeah, the doing what you need, obviously, prime example right there. And then what happens eventually is you're like, okay, but I feel good now. Like, I'm feeling better. Maybe it's been two months, three months, six months, one year. And then you ask the question, Well, if I feel good, now what? And that's when you add more. More, And then the next thing is, like, let's say you're doing everything that you need. Then you do the things you want, right? If if you're hitting two or three things or one that you need, you're like, well, now what? Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? What looks fun? What's the thing that would make you excited to come in and train? And then if you then get to a point where you're like, all right, well, I've got three hours. I'm doing 90 minutes to two hours now. And I still feel good. What else? Well, go through and pick what you got time for. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of, I always break it down to what you need, what you want, and then what you have time for. And I think the hardest part with this is that we also get caught up in our day's change. Mm -hmm. You might wake up one day and you get a call and you've got to go do something for an hour that you didn't expect. And then you start training and then somebody walks in or you start talking or you lose an hour here, an hour there. And maybe you only had 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And we actually get angry that we don't have the time we want. And honestly, those are the days where whatever you get in to me, it's the most valuable because you could have as easily just given up and waited for tomorrow.
1: Yep. No, I totally agree. Especially uh, with me now coaching football in the afternoons, Like yesterday, I talked to a member for about an hour afterwards, and I was like, well, i got to get going. I have about eight minutes to do something. So it comes down to uh, quality over quantity sometimes too.
0: Well, yeah, and as a coach, that's something if you're in a gym or own a gym or any business, you can easily be like, all right, I've got one hour from 7.30 to 8.30. And then at 7.32, you get asked a question where you're like,
1: you talk for 30 no. minutes, Yeah. Yeah. You end up talking for somebody, and you're like, well, that 30-minute AMRAP that I was about to do, I either got to cut it down or do something different.
0: Yeah, and let's say you're on a program that it is a 30-minute AMRAP, and that's the thing that you need. Mm-hmm. And you're like, shoot, I just spent 30 minutes talking to somebody, and I've only got 20 minutes, but at the 20-minute mark, I'm starting a class, or I've got to walk out. Okay, get rid of the 30-minute AMRAP, Yeah. Or EMOM, whatever it is. Do something in 10 minutes. Cut it down or make it harder. Like for me, one of the things that I would always do is if I got to a point where I was like, I'm not getting what I need. I can't do even what I... I can't do anything really. Yeah. I would lay out a barbell and I would just do 100 burpees over the bar.
1: Yeah. I was yeah. going to say 100 burpees is a good go-to. Yeah.
0: Or I'd set a clock for like, all right, I got 12 minutes. I'm setting a 10-minute clock. I'm doing as many as I can. I mean, yep. You can always get some more conditioning. So I would always just... Air on the side of burpees because oh, yeah. even in the open or in any competitions, like I'm gonna be doing burpees.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a lot of burpees. I remember one, I had like 11 minutes, so I got grabbed a rower, set a clock for a 10 minute emom. One minute, I did 15 cows, the next minute, I did 15 burpees. Destroyed me, yeah, destroyed me. Keep it simple. So, yep.
0: the training part and how much to train, I think it's less about how much and just making sure you're, you're getting what you need in the time that you have. Um, because I think the ultimate goal, if you're worried about how much should you train, then obviously you have a specific goal, mm-hmm. or you should. If it's just about training, then who cares? what's right. fun. But if you do have a goal, I think it's really being able to have a conversation with whoever's doing your programming or yourself and find out what it is that you need. And most of the time, what you need is the thing that you always put off. Yep. And that's where I think sometimes, too, like the next part of the – how much should I train is you probably don't like to do certain things. You wait until the end of your training to decide like, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to do it now or I'll do it in an hour or two hours. And you always get to the end and you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to do it tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Usually those type of things. I'm just like, if I go into a workout, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like it was hundred burpees for time. I don't really want to do this. That's the first thing I do. Just get it knocked out. It's done.
0: And that's the need yep that's why i say do what you need first because you won't do it (laughs) yeah
1: because then again it's easy to push stuff back be like well i already did three hours of training today i could push it back till tomorrow and then it becomes the same thing over and over again and then by the time you you look at it and i see this a lot too you come to the open and it's mainly it's like a bar muscle up well i'm gonna keep i'm gonna work on it tomorrow and then Open comes in. well, they don't have their bar muscle up. And they're like, well, next year, yeah. I'll get it. And it's a, it's a never-ending cycle. So it's like, just break the cycle today.
0: Yeah, that's people always ask me, they're like, how would you get so strong? Like, what specifically did you do? The reason that I got strong was because I would wake up in the morning and I wouldn't want to work out. I would literally, like, open my eyes and be like, I have to train all day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. And... I had a bigger goal and my goal was <laughs> that I had to train. Yeah. So I would come in and do the lowest hanging fruit. Like what is the thing that's easy? And it would be just lifting, like put a bar on a rack, start squatting slowly, I'd squat. And then I would do some Olympic lifting. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, now I feel I've got some energy. I'm feeling excited. And then I would start training, yeah. but I would always leave out the really long workout, right? the one that I needed. And I'd be like, well, tomorrow I'll do it. And it wasn't until later in my career, maybe 2016, 17, when I was like, all right, I've done what I've wanted long enough. Mm -hmm. I need to start running. So Tim knows. Yeah. I would just come in. I'd be like, all right, we're running. First thing. I
1: love long workouts. Those are my go-to. Like, when I don't feel like doing anything, I'll go run a 10K.
0: Yep. It's true. And he would come in a lot in the mornings and just do longer workouts with me. Yep.
1: We'd do running intervals and all that stuff after class. Yep.
0: And then... What that did is it made me like, all right, everything else I do now is the easy yeah. <laughs> you,
1: got, you got the hard thing out of the way.
0: Yeah. So it's always funny because you got to find a way to get what you need in. Um, there are days though that you don't want to do it and it's okay. Yep. And that's, for me, it was a year and a half of not wanting to do anything that I didn't want to do, mainly because I didn't want to train. So I think it was different. If you're worried about how much you should do. You probably want to train. I literally didn't want to train. I just wanted to be lazy and do nothing. And I think that all athletes go through a phase of that at some point where yep. you're just like burned out almost. Uh, but I couldn't quit, so I would still train all day. Yeah. I wake up dreading it.
1: Right. I mean, uh, when you're done with the games, how long would you take off? Like, time-wise, like, after the, especially, like, 2019?
0: I would say what I do when it comes to, like, off-season, I guess you can call it, mm-hmm. is I have fun. Yeah. So, if I end up training for, you know, come in and there's a bunch of people in and we're all working out, I, I would just work out, but I wouldn't go as hard. Right. Um, and a lot of times it was all about just having fun. Most times, though, I would try not to be in the gym for more than an hour mm-hmm. because, it was detrimental, um, to me mentally. What I always tell people too, is they're always like, how's your body hold up? What, what's like, how, what's that like? And the truth is it's more mental. Mm -hmm. Like I always tell people I didn't need to give my body that much time, except for, I think after 2015, my body was wrecked for like three or four months. (laughs) But most of the time it's a mental deload. Like I just need to, not be stressing and worrying about all the things. So right, that, that would say that for me it's try to stay out of the gym because I'll work out, but I'll do fun stuff. And I always try to ramp it back up come, like, October.
1: Yeah, leading up to the yep, Open. Yep,
0: when I would mm-hmm. start ramping it up. And then in January it's like, all right, you got to go. I remember January 1st I'd always tell my wife, all right, I got to go yeah. right now, it's the time. Go." She's like, you say that every year. I'm like, oh, I'm just – reminding you. Right.
1: <laughs> That's kind of a good point though. It, you kind of said something about not going as hard during workouts. Um, I've told, I've talked to some people about this too. You don't have to go all out in every workout. Cause I run into the same problem. If I go like hard for like a month mentally, I'm just drained. Like my body's fine. It built up it adapted and stuff. But what's your, what's your thoughts on like that kind of stuff? Like the mental aspect of it. Cause you can get mentally fatigued pretty quick
0: oh yeah i when i'm mentally beaten up i won't even turn a clock on and it's a it took me a while to be able to do that because yeah. you're like but how do I, I was do gonna say
1: i i, I just tried to like picture myself doing that i was like even if i go for a slow jog i still got to time it
0: yeah so i i had to learn that because it before you do a workout you have all these expectations right but if you don't set a clock in the workout you kind of lose them it doesn't mean you don't bush yeah. Because what ends up happening is that you always start off a little slower and then you kind of build yourself up into the workout right but it allowed me to be okay with just exercising yep right not stressing about how much am I lifting how fast am I going comparing myself to anything else it was just like this is quality work and mm-hmm. I'm helping myself and I think when it comes to training people either pace all the time or they go hard all the time. Right. And I think you need to take everything as data. And when I say that is you need to be testing different ways of doing everything. So mm-hmm. if you do a workout and you go crazy on it, the next time you do a similar workout, pace it. Use what you did on the last workout to understand what you do better this time. So for me, I'm always trying to figure out like, okay, is today a day that I can go all out? Or is today a day that I need to pace it or is today the day that i turn the clock off yeah and my goal is to keep it more on the side of pacing and going all out over not having the clock on and once you know october november and i get to january i always have a clock on yeah and i'm trying to go as hard as i can more often right so it's like i push the intensity up drop the pacing down because my goal is as I get into the open and moving on that I start pacing at that point to find mm-hmm. out how fit am I now. Right. If we always pace, we're just guessing. We're just assuming we know where we are. But the goal is is that your paces increase.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because if you're just pacing the whole time, you're never really pushing. Correct. Especially especially if you do have to sprint it, you may not have that at the end. Because I we run into that a lot with some of the members. They just – they go all out and they're like, "I'm dying at the end of the workout." It's like, "Yeah, why don't you start a little slower, uh-huh. and then you can go faster at the end." Yeah,
0: don't be the person that wins the first round. Yeah, and then I tells love everybody those people won the first round, right. and Get lost by like ten minutes in the workout, right?
1: I love those kind of people. Yeah. I won the first, I beat you on the first run. It's like, yeah, but I beat you by ten minutes yeah. on the whole thing. So and then you stopped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then you were on your knees during the burpees. Uh, That's awesome. Yep.
0: Well. Let us know what you think um, and if there's any other questions that you have in relation to how much to train. We kind of chatted a bunch, but really want to be able to give good value on this and help Um, because my number one thing I would say for anybody who's looking at this is don't try to do a lot more than you're used to doing. Your goal is to build up. It's okay if it takes three to four months to get to doing the amount of work you want to do. It's going to help you in the long run for injury prevention, health, Um, and mainly just to allow your body to adapt more so than telling your body what to do because your body's freaking awesome and super smart, way smarter than our brains.
1: Yeah. Uh, One rule I kind of live by, and I think we've talked about this, is less is more sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to, like, squatting and running because a lot of that times if you're running with a vest and squatting a lot, you can have tendonitis in your knees, and then I've seen a lot of people – I was one of them. I could barely walk at one point.
0: Yep. Oh, me too. Yeah. That's why I always say do what you need. Mm-hmm. Do what you need first. It's going to give you the most value. Then fill in the gaps. But try not to do too much. Do what your body's used to doing and then adapt. So I appreciate you guys listening. Tim, thanks for coming on. Yep. I'm sure we'll be doing some more of this. We need to get back on here. I know it's been a while.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. This is Nicky Rankar uh, and the Trial and Error Podcast